Hi guys, just a quick content warning. This episode has quite a bit of David E. Kelly's favourite bigotry, transphobia. So if you're not in the mood for that, let us help you, dude, and uh, just just skip this episode. That is fine. Protect your mental health. That's what's most important. But if you want to listen and hear us like rant about it, maybe that's cathartic I don't know then please do but you do you at the end of the day thank you (laughs) love you bye Welcome to Bygones, the Ali McBeal Rewatch Podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker. And I'm Eleanor Parker. And we rewatch every episode of Ali McBeal from A to Z. No, with 2022 <laughs> eyes. 2022 I don't know why I said that. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm mixing it up. Why not? <laughs> We're halfway through season four. Finally. I feel like shaking things up a bit. <laughs> We're, we're plodding through season four at we a leisurely are. pace, one might say. <laughs> yeah, or hopefully, you know, it's it's still a pace though. It's not. I don't think it's a reflection of the quality of season four. No, shall we say? I feel more, like season four is picked up. Yeah, from no, where season it, three it not fell a off the table. Of the quality of the season. It is much more... Or how much we enjoy doing the podcast. It is much more a reflection of the immune systems <laughs> at... Casa My quality of life. MJ. That's what it's reflecting <laughs> on. <laughs> it's just hard. It's just hard when your baby's got no immunity and therefore every single fucking bug that comes along into his little lungs is like, mm, I'm here to stay. And he's like, no. And then I don't get any sleep. No, so that's, that's what happens. Get any sleep. Oh, it's no. hard. It's really hard. Yeah. But what I'm hoping is that he'll come out of this period of time like superhuman and like no bugs will ever touch you again he's gonna fought them all off in like one intense period yeah but who knows maybe he will eventually have a super immunity and that it'll all have been worth it yeah well we hope we hope we can but hope yeah yeah for him more than me but also me anyone thought about me in any of this must not forget yeah so what are we doing today we are looking at we are going sorry i had to take a massive drink because i've just had a really salty chinese and i'm like you know when you've had lots of salt yeah what did you have um i had a good chunky spring roll and then i had um a hot and sour soup and that was the salty the main salty actually no two salty bits so that was very salty (laughs) salty and then I had um beef (laughs) with black bean sauce and the sauce was fine but the beef was very peppery and I assume therefore salty too Mm. um so yeah just there's just a lot of salt going on in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) sodium up in it need need lots Uh, of water to quench Yeah. yeah Oh, by the way, 
I started watching Bridgerton oh, um, I because Bridgerton. I needed a show to watch when I'm breastfeeding. Yeah, we've just gone on to season, I say we, <laughs> Riley doesn't really watch it, he's more busy <laughs> drinking milk. But um, uh, we've just gone on to season two oh, um, and I saw this thing on um, Instagram that it was like a, like a TikTok thing that's like what your Bridgerton name is. <laughs> and it was like your lord or lady and then your the last thing you drank, Ton, <laughs> of whatever your road name is um and then uh no shire after that so i was lady waterton of rookshire so <laughs> and the only reason i said that was because i just said i drank a lot of water and then it reminded me that i was lady waterton so that would be... uh, i'd be lady waterton of dorsetshire <laughs> Yeah, that would be you. We're both Lady Waterton, though. Yeah, well, yeah, that's nice. Russ was Lord Whiskeyton of Rookshire. <laughs> you know, that really works for him, because he's got a big beard. He's all whiskers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, exactly. Love it. So, yeah. That's great. Lord, Lord Whiskeyton and Lady Waterton. <laughs> it's oh, Riley dear. Lord Milkington. <laughs> Yeah, he'd be Lord Milkton. Of Lord Milkton. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So you funny. Need to start calling him that. That's hilarious. Lord right, Lord Milkton. <laughs> Time for your breastfeed. <laughs> Whenever he's being like little, really precious about something, be like. He does have more tantrums these days as he gets he's oh, gotten older he? and realised that he, he can have an opinion. Um, <laughs> not that it ever gets listened to. <laughs> like, wait, Lord Milkton. Yeah, I would, I would. Oh. That's hilarious. Oh my there god. Go. Anyway, back on track. Oh, yeah, back on track. <laughs> what are we doing yeah. today? Um we are we are talking about episode uh no, season four, episode twelve called hats off to larry if you've got a hat hats off, off everyone <laughs> for larry for larry is this like a song is you this may a song? not leave your hat on <laughs> larry is in the is room is this a song <laughs> reference or a movie reference or no like idea. i don't get it no and i don't think I don't the episode get it. makes it any clearer there's no hat no no there's no, no. hat involved hats off to this should have been they should have named the episode where Renee wore that massive hat. Hats off to Renee. <laughs> or just like hat off, like it's a hat off. <laughs> like, who's wearing the bigger hat? Who's wearing the most audacious like hat? <laughs> Renee's career change for like talking about hat fashion. Like hats off with Renee Raddick. <laughs> Sun midway through the episode, which involves a hat and a coat, but that's the only hat that's in this episode. Tangential. And Larry's not even wearing the hat. He's not even wearing the hat. No, no, that can't be it. I mean, I don't know what else it would be, but I. 
It doesn't. Very it, odd. So this title game. makes no sense. No. It's not the first time the title's no, made no sense on this show, time. so, you know. Usually they have, like, a song it's connected to, or... Yeah, I don't know what yeah, this I would don't be. Know. Can't explain it. <sighs> no idea, guys. Sorry. Um, so... Oh, wait. I've just looked it oh. up. <laughs> I should have looked it up before. <laughs> Hats Off to Larry is a song oh. by Del Shannon. Oh, who okay. did uh what did Del Shannon do? Runaway. Runaway, run, run, yes. Run, 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 run away. Me. So he had a song called Hats Off to Larry. So it's a song. It is a song. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. This is going extremely well, I think. Thank you. <laughs> expensive microphone <laughs> no it's not used in the episode it should be used in the episode right yeah, if the episodes right? called it why wouldn't they why wouldn't you <sighs> vonda has a lot to answer for I mean, get really her on the phone odd. that doesn't make much sense <sighs> yeah. maybe it was in the episode but they had to cut it for some reason or and then they were just like maybe while they're changing the name I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, makes no yeah. sense. Maybe. Anyway. Right. The nonsensical episode title. Can't believe we've been going for 10 minutes and we haven't even got to cultural stuff. <laughs> <yet>. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so hats off to Larry. First aired on the 5th of February 2001. Woohoo. We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the Naughties. The other decade, more problematic than it looks. The US number one. Uh -huh, I uh -huh. will give you the artist. It is not Destiny's Child. It's fine. Okay, new on. one. New one. The uh -huh. artist is Shaggy. Oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Everyone knew, knows that if you're talking early 2000s Shaggy, it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. <laughs> or Angel. It wasn't me. Or Angel was this, but I knew Angel came after. Yeah, so yeah Angel definitely was it wasn't after. me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That was like huge, it wasn't that me. song. I had a friend called Gary who was like obsessed with that song. And looking back now, it makes <laughs> so <flag>. much sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, yeah. Oh man. Um, uh, the UK number one, I'll give you the artist. It was uh, Limp Biscuit. Oh, keep rolling, 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 rolling. Uh, keep rolling, 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 rolling. Uh, keep rolling, 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 rolling. Uh. I know you'll be loving this oh. shit right here. <laughs> Fred Durst, eh? What happened to him? Uh, what did I, actually happen to him? I'm going to look it up. I feel like something did happen to him 
He moved into film directing and worked on a selection of independent movies, is the first thing that's coming up on Google. Key. Oh my God, in 2015, Durst stated his interest in obtaining a Russian passport and spending half of the year in Crimea. He wrote a letter <laughs> oh in which he stated that Vladimir Putin is a great guy with clear moral principles and a nice person. Well, this is aged well. <laughs> Oh, and then he was banned by Ukraine, the security service of Ukraine, from entering Ukraine for five years in the interest of guaranteeing the security oh, of the country. Jesus oh, God. Christ. Fucking hell. Uh, <clears throat> None of that seems good. Man. Well, there you go. There you that's go. Fred Dust. He... That's a little update on Fred Dust. That's, that's Fred your... Dust fans the out there. no one asked for, and yet you're getting. <laughs> So I just the, needed to know whether we needed to care about him or not. Turns out we do not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the only other thing I have, again, this is our like scarce uh, cultural stuff. Um, Barren yeah, period. It is, it is really dull out there. So um, dull. So dry. <laughs> yeah. Dry, parched, <laughs> yeah. famished for cultural stuff. <laughs> is this is the only thing i've got third of february uh-huh. hearsay wins pop stars <laughs> oh pure and simple i'll be, I'll be there, there for you pure, pure and simple, simple gonna be there there you go that's all i have uh, wherever you go i'm gonna, I'm gonna be, be there oh that's a good song i guess <laughs> <laughs> It was a song. I mean, it's nostalgic, <laughs> I guess. But yeah. <clears throat> well, there you go. There we go. I think let's move on. Is the best thing to do. <laughs> best thing to do. Find our hats and take them off for Larry. Um, so we start this episode with Vonda singing, When a man loves a woman. Uh, that classic uh, by Percy Sledge or Michael Bolton, depending on what era you grew up in. <laughs> um, so the camera is panning over a lovely early morning scene of Larry and Ali asleep in Ali's bed. And Larry is cuddling a stuffed lion. Um, and we see Ali asleep and smiling as though she's like having a good dream. But then when a man loves a woman fades into Vonda singing Wildest Times of the World, um, which we've heard several times. Yes. And she's like, ain't it funny when you're walking through life and it turns on a dime. And the song starts to fade out on the hey, hey, hey. As we see Ali get more and more disturbed in her sleep and eventually she sits bolt upright, annoyed, and starts shoving Larry, calling him a pig. And Larry wakes up and is like, what? And Ali rants to him being like, never mind what, you left me with a note. You couldn't even be a man about it, could you? Pig, pig, pig. (laughs) And then she's like, now you shush. I had a dream that you left me and I don't like the way that you did it. And all the while Larry's like, um... But it was a dream. And Ali is like, I don't care because it felt real. So shush, don't talk to me. I'm going to go back to sleep. I'm going to find you in my dream and I'm going to deal with you there. And then she rolls over and pulls the covers over herself, leaving Larry coverless and confused, clutching his stuffed lion. And then we're in titles. See, I really like this opening because I definitely, I definitely like it. 
definitely relate to this um, because I've had dreams where my husband has been like terrible to me and I've woken up being like yeah. low key, like pissed off with him. <laughs> I've woken up being high key pissed off. I have, I don't, I don't react like uh, Ali does, but I'm, I'm very much kind of like, you have to be nice to me today because you were awful. <laughs> In my you were dream. awful in my sleep. You have to be nice. You have to be extra nice today because you were terrible in my dream. <laughs> yeah. No, I I think this is quite common yeah. feeling. Yeah. Um, so after titles, it's the weekly meeting and we start with Richard sort of checks his clipboard and it's like, first up, uh, Sam Adams. Um, and that's the Latino dance teacher from the last oh, episode. Yeah. Um, and he's like... Sam Adams, intellectual. What's this? We don't do intellectual work here, which is quite a lawyer lol joke because <laughs> Nell corrects him and says intellectual property law, which I was like, <laughs> lol. Um, and then she explains that Sam has had some dance moves appropriated by a former partner of his. And there's this upcoming like Latin dance competition. Um, and he wants to enjoin her from using the moves in that. And so Ali is like, oh, can you do that? Claim ownership on a dance move. And I was like, well, I have news for you, Ali, because I did intellectual property law module in my law degree. And in the UK, you can. But I think it's less possible in the US. They like have different rules for dancing oh. for some reason. Um, Interesting. I think um, what you can do, you can't copyright you can what you can do in the UK is you can copyright a performance I should clarify so I don't know if that extends to like individual dance moves but if you've performed a dance and there's like a artifact recording it then that's your you, you claim that choreography of that entire dance as your like nobody can go on and then use that choreography without your, without permission. your permission yeah for their um, own but there needs to be like some kind of it needs to be recorded I, in some way so i don't know if it includes writing it down i don't know if that it counts yet but if there's a if there's like a I'm video recording then that definitely counts like you can't use the same choreography to do your own performance and make money from yeah like, exactly uh, could, yeah dance it in your living room and like no one could see you, oh yeah you know I mean? well like you can you can sing any song in your living room and no one can yeah, see you like yeah so it's to do, do you know what i mean like, like making copyright money. doesn't apply to that yes yeah it's, it applies to are you trying to make pass money. off work as something that if, that's yours do you know what i mean yes. like what's the intent behind it that makes sense um so Anyway, um, so Nell answers by saying that, well, Marcel Marceau copyrighted his mime and it's not a big leap to say that the protection could be extended to dance. And while she says this, John's going, nye, 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 like making a mocking face of her. Um, and Ling butts John. in and is like, so are you and Sam Adams still in touch? And Nell's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm just on his case, Ling, doing him, uh, <laughs> doing his case. And John's I mean, like, sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. You tell yourself that. And then John is like doing his glutes. That's what she's probably doing, like muttering under his breath. And everyone turns to stare at him. And he's like, I apologize. I didn't realize I was audible. <laughs> and Richard like turns to everyone and is like, Melanie's out of town. John's feeling a little horny. And John's like, I said ornery. <laughs> 
which like classic Richard mistake. Um, and then the meeting is interrupted because Elaine comes in to announce to Richard that Cindy McAuliffe is there to see him. Cindy being Mark's ex-girlfriend um, and the transgender woman that we had so many difficulties with how the show treated yeah. her character earlier in this Ugh. season. So I was, my heart sank when I, I heard this. I was like, I was why like, have why? you brought her back to treat her why even more badly? Is she why? Back? Why is she Just doing let this? her go. Leave her alone. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, so. <clears throat> Cindy's there to see him and Richard looks annoyed and it's like, why? What did I do now? So, yeah. Right, yeah. I don't like that. Why are you going back for more punishment, Cindy? This doesn't make any sense. Well, let's and... hold that thought because I will come on to that. <laughs> yeah, and and also I don't like John like making horrible little snide like, no, 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 no. Nah, he's nasty like, sometimes. Like you're with Melanie, yeah. like you shouldn't give a shit about what Nell is doing yeah. or not doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's doing. Oh, she's doing. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> she's really doing that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So cut to Cindy telling Richard that he hasn't done anything. And the reason that she's there is because she wants to get married. And Richard goes, oh, wow, that's that's great. You found somebody to love you, all of you. And I was just like, ugh, we're really doing this again. I can't believe we're doing this again, but we're doing it again. I'm sorry, everyone, but we're doing it again. Um, and Cindy says, I found a wonderful man, but unfortunately the Commonwealth considers her to be uh, sorry, Cindy, Cindy says, I found a wonderful man, but unfortunately the Commonwealth considers me to be a wonderful man as well. So we can't get a wedding license. Um, and then she sort of takes a step closer to Richard and he backs away, like terrified. And he sits on a squeaky toy on his desk in the process. Um, and Cindy just says, I want to go to court and challenge it. And she wants Richard to represent them. Why, Cindy? I don't know, but that is what she's decided. Um, and then Richard basically asks the same. He's like, why? And she says, well, because you're a lawyer. And Richard goes, well, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> and then she says, and because I need someone with a firm grasp of the bigotry that we're going to be facing and you sprang to mind. And Richard takes that as a compliment. And then he asks if he can have a second chair because he's not always up to speed on the law because it's so boring. Um, and Cindy says, but are you current on your homophobia? And Richard's like, hey, scout's honour. And this is my objection. Because, I'm sorry, but no, 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 no. I do not buy for one fucking second no. that a trans person would go to Richard no. for help. No matter what bullshit reason David E. Kelly has concocted in his brain for that to be the case. Like, I really do not like this depiction of Cindy being like, all like, oh, I'm fine about, you know, but you, all the Richard being trans. Tr comments you've made <coughs> that are deeply uncomfortable yeah, oh, and humiliating. Cool. Don't worry about it. Like, and she's, and like, seeing and seeing Richard's trans it's not homophobia it's transphobia mm. something that the show consistently says is wrong and I think that must have just been a societal feeling at that spot, point that like, what they were were yeah. homophobic when actually it was transphobic um although Richard is obviously homophobic well, as well um, but I don't 
I just, I really don't like this depiction of Cindy seeing his transphobia as like a benefit for her to like joke about so the show can be like, oh, it's just like a big laugh, really. Like even this trans character thinks so. Like, no, I'm not into this stealth tolerance of transphobia at all. It is stinky and I do not like it. I'm not having it. My objection is very similar. It just, it, it happens later on. Um, it's just where I kind of like broke and was just like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> well, I had to say it right at the beginning because I was just like, yeah. I can't sit through an episode of it's this and not say awful. something <laughs> I just, straight away. I don't, I, I, and I don't like, yeah, like you say, like it's played like it's funny, like it's harmless. Um, that like you say, it's actually beneficial for a trans person to make friends with a bigger like it it just uh, it's horrible no not cool not cool at all like um richard is not the trans ally that david e kelly seems to think he is (laughs) no no so anyway outside in the complex um salsa music plays um which i don't know about you but i was like this is very similar to the sex of the city (laughs) (laughs) as sam adams steps off the elevator and he walks past elaine's desk but the camera stays with Elaine, who is practicing the salsa by herself with her like yes. eyes closed <laughs> as Ali approaches her, watching her. And Elaine just like throws her head back with her hair and then opens her eyes. And then the record slows to a stop. And Elaine's like, oh, Ali, hey. And Ali's like, everything all right? And Elaine's like, fine. And then Ali goes to her office and Elaine like tucks her hair behind her ear and then continues like (laughs) shimmying sensually um and then we go back to Ali and she's walked into her office and then her chair spins around with a small kid in it and Ali's like gasps and he the kid asks if she is Ms McBeal and Ali like nods and he says oh sorry to bother you I need a lawyer and Ali, like, trying to make sense of the situation is like, how did you get in here? And the boy says, oh, I kind of snuck by your secretary. And Ali just kind of nods, like, knowingly, <laughs> like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> and the kid is like, I am very sneaky. Will you be my lawyer? And then Ali sits down and is like, well, first of all, who are you? And second of all, why do you need a lawyer? And the boy puts his like elbow on the desk and rests his chin on his like hand, um, like his fist. And he's like, I want to sue my parents for emotional distress. And Ali's like, oh, what did they do? And the boy's like, they split up. You know, there's this new book that talks all about how kids get emotionally damaged for life when their parents break up. And Ali's like, ah, I see. And she's like taking a pen and like a pad and it's like making notes to humor him. And she's like, did you, did you read this book? And the boy's like, no, I heard about it. Um, And then he says, I also know there's a legal thing called a third party beneficiary. And Ali's like, oh, um, 
yeah, right, beneficiary. And the boy's like, yeah, I'm not sure what it means, but the law's kind of like, if two people make an agreement, then that helps a third person, then the third person has some rights. I'm the third person. And Ali is like clearly amused slash impressed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, you sound like you could be a lawyer yourself. I'm like, sounds like it could be a damn sight better one than Ali at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid's like, well, my dad's one. And Ali's like, oh, well, what's your name? And the boy goes, Sam, Sam Paul. And Ali, who, you know, as I say, has been taking these notes the whole time, writes down Sam Paul. And she's like, Sam Paul. Sam, Sam Paul <laughs> and then it dawns on her that he's Larry's son so I like I like I'm sorry I just was like so and then you didn't say anything and I was like anything to say <laughs> yeah. no I was gonna say I really like that from the get-go that they've really uh written him like uh and got him to play like larry's mannerisms a lot like the whole yeah i thought that with the, the hand the fist yeah, on his fist. On his fist yeah and like the way he talks as well it's very larry yeah yeah um so i really yeah i really love because it's like a little larry mini me it's quite cute mini me yeah i thought that too it was very funny <laughs> yeah um so from one Sam to another, Sam Adams, the dance madam, is arguing <laughs> in Spanish <laughs> with a lady in the conference room. Um, and she's there with her lawyer. And obviously Sam's there with Nell and John, who is second chairing. Um, so the lady that he's like bickering in Spanish with is his old dance partner. Um, and Nell is... And John, Nell is trying to stop them going, um, all right. Um, but then they start firing off in Spanish again. And then John is sitting at the head of the table and he just cuts in to try and stop this like Spanish like fight. And he just screams something in Spanish. And then covers his mouth like, ooh, shocked at what he just did. And everyone turns to stare at him. As Sam just goes... You wanna ride a little pony? <laughs> <laughs> and John just goes, I apologize, it's the only Spanish I know. I learned it from a nanny. <laughs> and then he's like gestures it. for everyone to move on. <laughs> it was so funny. It's been what for a while since John's done something that's genuinely made me guffaw. Like yeah. it's all got a bit like, oh, I've seen that before, I've seen that before. And then only did that. His face afterwards i was like <laughs> so Fine. funny no, so good funny. so they move on and nell asks inez who's his dance partner if she really denies that sam taught her the dance moves and inez is like of course i deny it and then sam tries to rant at her in spanish again but nell grabs sam's hand and it's like please and then inez like notices the hand grab which lingers a little bit too long for a client lawyer relationship um and Nell sees that she saw and like quickly takes her hand back and Inez is like look I don't have to listen to this you can't stop me and you won't and I can do whatever dance moves I choose and Nell's like well actually that's not true a court might very well enjoin you from doing these maneuvers and then Inez says well I guess I'll see you in court Miss Porter and by the way you are a fool. And she gets up to leave and Nell's like, well, we don't have to get personal here. And Inez is like, oh, I think things have already turned a little personal here, haven't they? And trust me, 
you're a fool. And like, she gives this like pointed look at Sam and Nell as she leaves. And John sort of rolls his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fool and you're a fool and you're a fool. (laughs) You're all fools. Everyone's a fool, yeah. So back with Ali and she's taken Sam to Larry's office and he's kind of mad at Sam because he picks him up and plonks him on his desk and he's like asking him how he even got from Detroit to Boston. And Sam goes, airplane. And Larry's like, airplane? Airplane? (laughs) (laughs) And Sam's like, yeah, big thing with wings, flies. And Larry's irritated as you can see Ali like smirking behind him. And Larry's like, yeah, I'm familiar with the concept. How do you get on one? And Sam explains that he got a ticket on the computer and then he took a cab and boarded and took off. And he's like, you can even do your own seat assignment. And I was like, these millennial digital natives, geez, what are they going to do next? I'm just like, these are going to be the last few months that is ever going to be possible again. (laughs) A little boy get on a plane, no questions asked. Like, that's insane. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before I thought you meant buying the ticket. I was like, no, they can still do that if they know what they're doing. No, no. (laughs) They have the means to pay. I meant this is pre 9-11. Like, security is clearly extremely lax. Yeah, 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 got ya. So Larry then asks if his mother knows that he's here and Sam's like, Dad, if mum knew, don't you suppose she would have called you? And Ali says to Larry that she got Sam to call Jamie already um, because Larry like dives for the phone um, and she's like, I was afraid that she'd be panicked. And Larry then turns to Sam and is like, why did you come? And Sam's like, to sue you. And Larry sits down like shocked and he takes his glasses off. And he says, like, hurt. He's like, to sue me? And Ali steps in for him and says, hmm, yeah, he he said he came to sue you for emotional distress and he'd also like triple damages and attorney fees. (laughs) And Larry does like a big sigh and he's like, buddy, it's okay. But Sam says, it's not okay. Mum says it is. Every night she comes and tucks me in and says everything's okay. How you and our you and her are good friends and how everything's better this way but it's not better she goes into her room and she cries I hear it and I cry too dad I know I'm supposed to be a big boy and I shouldn't cry and I'm supposed to be strong but I can't help it it just hurts too much and I was like child who is telling you that you aren't supposed to cry like that hurt my heart I didn't like that at all Um, and then Ali and Larry like stare and like take this in Um, but instead of addressing this clear red flag of future toxic masculinity (laughs) Larry obviously just ignores it and then he cleans his glasses (laughs) yeah he cleans his glasses and he puts them back on and he says quietly so uh you're suing me and Sam just says I think it's time for you to cry I was like oh Sam it's like Sam baby I think it's time you learn that your mum clearly has emotional problems (laughs) yes exactly so does your dad uh yeah yeah actually both your parents have gross emotional problems and yeah (laughs) well cut to Sam and Ali just hanging in Larry's office, but Larry's left the room and Sam's explaining to Ali that it's probably because his mum and dad are having one of their big fights. And Ali's like, well, why do you say that? And Sam says, well, he didn't have to call on the cell phone. He has a phone right here. He just didn't want me to hear. 
And then he says to Ali that he thought she would be younger than his mum because they say fathers end up with women younger than the mothers. And he goes, but you seem way older than her. And I was like, child, who is telling you this? What toxic masculinity daycare are you being sent to? Seriously. <sighs> but Ali has like no response to this and Sam's like, what are you, 50? <laughs> Ali's face. I love that. So funny. So funny. Um, But then Sam asks if she loves his father and Ali says very much. And then Sam asks, um, and he loves you. And Ali's about to answer, but then Sam says, um, asks if she has kids to which Ali says no. And Sam's like, oh, is your biological clock all ticked out? Like not sarcastically, like he's just genuinely asking because <laughs> he's heard that's the thing. And again, Ali just has nothing to say. To him. I was like, mate, we need to talk about your information sources. Where are you getting all these messages? I'm genuinely concerned for his well-being. This is concerning. <laughs> yeah. So back at Cajun Fish, um, Richard's having a meeting with Cindy and her fiancé to get started working on the case for Cindy, as she, I guess, asked for. And her fiancé asks him and Ling, who is second chairing, um, can a judge even overrule the legislature on same-sex unions? And Richard's like, well, they can if they think the law is against the, what is it, Ling? And Ling's like, constitution. And Richard's like, oh, yeah, that. They can declare the law null and void. Avoid. And Ling's like, this is going to be a long shot. You do know that. And then Mr. Fiance again pipes up saying, well, isn't the law changing? Like Vermont now recognizes same-sex partnerships and Massachusetts. But Richard butts in, showing his homophobia loud and proud, saying, well, that's very different. You have to understand, even homophobes like me endorse same-sex unions in Vermont. And the fiance is like, why? And Richard's like, because we want all the gays to move there. And the fiance is like, Why? And as Ling is like, why is he speaking? <laughs> Richard continues Question. and says, because <laughs> if they're going to, you know, better in thick wooded areas where, well, you know. And I was like, no, Richard, no, I do not know. What the fuck are you talking about? You absolute ass. Um, and Cindy's fiance just looks really concerned about Cindy's choices of the last 24 hours, namely appointing Richard <laughs> on this job. But Cindy <laughs> mutters, do you think I was kidding? He gets worse. And her fiance is like, well, why are you choosing him? And Cindy just goes, he won my last case. I figure if we can convert him. And Richard goes, exactly. And then he goes, convert me into what? Uh, <laughs> and it's like, I do not this... buy that this would happen. It's not ever going to happen. So this is where I threw in my because I was just like I just really hate the way this show keeps portraying Richard's homophobia as like really fucking funny. Like it really thinks it's funny. It's like the least fucking like, funny it, thing it, about this show. Yeah, it, it really and it's the well it keeps going back over and over and over and over again it is fucking relentless with it it thinks it's so hysterical and it's just like it it, it is uh, it's just so gross (laughs) quite it is gross i just can't g-r-o-double-f it's just yeah fucking hell yeah no i hate it really hate it we hate it here we hate it here so over 
<laughs> Over in a different courtroom, Sam Adams is on the stand being questioned by Nell in his dispute with Inez. And Sam is saying that he doesn't deny that he discovered the dance move dancing with Inez, but he was the one who did discover it. Oh, and Nell goes, but... <laughs> I know. I hate this guy um, so much. I know. I know. Oh, God, me too. Yeah, no, but Nell's like, but she says you were a team. And Sam's like, well, so was Simon and Garfunkel, but we know which one wrote the music. And Nell goes all right, but that's music. This is dance. And like the expression goes, it takes two to tango. And Sam's like, yes, and it takes two to make love. But that doesn't mean one can't be teaching a little as he goes. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck off. You're not teaching anyone shit, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I just think this but, guy is like such a fuck boy. Like he's so like, I, I, he 100%. Me, do you remember that? Do you remember the far show? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a sketch in it where um, <laughs> there's a character, I think he's like a, a used car salesman and he keeps teaching his <laughs> apprentice. He keeps, he keeps telling him like, driving a car is much like making love to a beautiful woman or like oh, smoking yeah. a cigar is much <laughs> like making love to a beautiful woman. Like he like, always brings it back to like sex. <laughs> and it's just like, but do you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of, you know, when Marge... Um, in The Simpsons, like gets into bowling um, and like almost has an affair with her bowling instructor. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Marge, you have to caress the ball," like all this kind of stuff. And it's like, that's I'm like, why is Sam Marge Simpson's bowling instructor? I don't understand. <laughs> oh God, it's just so like smarmy. Uh, it's just awful. I know, I know. Well, anyway, he says this shit, shit, fuck boy line. And at that, Nell becomes all hot and bothered and almost loses it in open court <laughs> going, um, yes, uh, why does it really matter if she makes love, um, dances the, the way she once did with you? And, and Sam explains, well, it's a national championship competition. And if Inez and her new partner use his style and perform his moves, then his dance becomes less original. Even if he performs better, he still loses. And then the opposing counsel cross-examines Sam, saying, you're talking about the mambo, the salsa, s- standardised dances. And I was like, sir, have you seen Strictly Come Dancing? <laughs> no two dances are ever the same. <laughs> Clearly, you don't understand. Um, but Sam is like, songs use standardised notes, but that doesn't mean that the music can't be original. The art of dance, just like the art of song, the art of making love, is about... <laughs> weaving together new forms of expression from your heart your soul and i was like wait are we copywriting sex moves now too because i'm pretty sure you can't do that (laughs) and the lawyer obviously has the same thought because she in fact she sort of says why do you keep likening it to making love in fact you and miss cortez were more than dance partners you were lovers and sam's like yes and Nell, this is obviously the first that Nell's thought to think that this I might mean, be the case. And she looks absolutely stunned by this I information. Like, and on reflex. Why is this a surprise <laughs> to you? You like fucking idiot. <laughs> I know. But on reflex, she objects and the judge just stares at her and she immediately withdraws it. And then she looks at Inez, who is smirking, <laughs> like being like, finally yeah. you've caught up, you know. Um <laughs> 
an opposing the opposing council then asks have you ever come up with a new dance move while you were making love and sam's like there was one yes and inez's lawyer is like so you're in here trying to stop her from employing a move in her dance routine that was actually discovered in a love making session and i was like how do they manage to make sex sound so boring like a session a love making session let's get the powerpoint out you know so um, and, and so the, the lawyer continues. So I guess when it comes to making love, even you weren't equal partners in your mind. You were the teacher. And Sam, like the absolute arsehole he is, like confidently says, very much so. And she knows it. And then Inez's face, she just like raises this dubious eyebrow. And Nell's like, oh, I'm like, I the can't believe it. Arrogance of this man. Like, seriously. Oh, so annoying. Like, fuck off it was everything was said in that eyebrow being raised yeah i was like he doesn't know anything about about making love (laughs) (laughs) what a dickhead seriously absolute balland so in the side room during a break nell is mad at math at sam for like not letting her know that he and inez used to like Boom chickawawa. And Sam is like, why should I have let you know? And I was like, you slept with her. John, because obviously John's there. Unfortunately, like he looks like he'd rather be anywhere. She's <laughs> like, you slept with her. John, isn't that relevant? And John, who is like scrabbling to care, goes, terrible. <laughs> and Sam is like, are you upset as my lawyer or as a woman who has also slept with me? And John's <laughs> and Nell's all flustered. And she's like, I'm talking about the sex, um, the, the case. And then she goes, John, will you excuse us? And John's like, with pleasure. <laughs> like, please. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bullets have left guns slower. <laughs> like, it's just a John-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so... Once John leaves, Nell goes, it's a little difficult to enjoin her from using a move you two discovered in bed. And Sam's like, why? Shouldn't the act of making love be every bit as privileged as a lawyer-client communication? And this is the point where I was like, he is so Marge's bowling instructor. Like, what is going on here? Anyway, Nell tells him that that's not the law and Sam moves closer and he kisses the side of Nell's head saying that maybe she shouldn't be the lawyer on this case. But Nell's like, no, I, I can do it. I'll, I'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's got Nell wrapped around his little stupid little finger. finger. Yeah, I mean... Stupid little penis. I mean, I starved for affection that she's like thirsty at the first man that is like oh yes Nell you can dance (laughs) tell her a pack he was telling her a pack of lies from the start Nell when he said so many lies she was a dancer like I'm just like mate you are so the idiot right now (laughs) I know so back at the office the elevator opens and Sam as in Larry's son, Sam Paul, 
his we see him and his head is bumping up against the ceiling of the elevator and he's wearing a hat and a very tall long mac um trench and he's clearly on the shoulders of someone on a unicycle such that they're meant to give the illusion of a very tall man and they get off the elevator and wobble their way precariously to elaine's desk and sam mimes as the man he's sitting on who sounds suspiciously like larry with a formal accent (laughs) says excuse me madam i would like to sue the makers of this bicycle they left out a wheel and elaine is very amused and calls out miss mcbeal we have another angry unicyclist are you available and ali storms out like a fucking teenager going another angry what (laughs) (laughs) like like she's just been asked to do the dishes from like she was busy listening to her music or something but then she catches sight of the like sam larry combo and she like laughs as sam mouths along again as larry says excuse me madam when they said half price i should have known and ali is like oh no be careful you guys be careful but then they start wobbling very precariously as they go into ali's office and then there's this loud bang and ali comes running in to find larry and sam in a heap on the floor giving each other like a high five for getting ali and Ali's laughing and is like, where did you learn that? And Sam's like, oh, my dad's a circus act. Don't you know that? And Ali's like, oh, yeah, actually, I do know that. And then Larry lets Ali know that Sam's going to stay with him for a day or two since he came to see his life. And he asks if Ali minds. And Ali's all like, oh, that's great. That's terrific. Of course I don't mind. Um, and Larry's like, okay, buddy, we're off to court. Can you help me juggle my caseload? And Sam <laughs> leaves the room to go out to Elaine. And Ali laughs and is like, so when will I see you again? Thinking that Larry wants her to kind of stay out of it while he's spending time with Sam. But Larry's like, well, what are you talking about? We're sleeping at your place. I mean, you know, he came to see my life. And then he kisses Ali goodbye and then takes his unicycle and leaves. And Ali's like, obviously really pleased that he's decided to include her in the whole you know, inviting Sam, Sam in. yeah. to see his life thing. Yeah. So. It's not a party nice. trick, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're struggling for, like, set piece comedy moments in this series. Yeah. Like, they've not really majored on it. So maybe they were thinking, well, what can we do that's, like, really weird that will get people talking at the water cooler? And it's like, nobody should write a show based on that. No, you know? no. Like, I know. I, I, it's just really, <laughs> it's a bit odd. And uh, it's like, okay, great. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's a bit odd. Of all the things you could be using Robert Downey Jr. for, yeah. being the bottom of a massively tall man cycling on a unicycle is not the yeah, thing. Yeah, I just, I'm like, there's all sorts of, concerns here with that kid's safety he's going on airplanes by himself he's hopping (laughs) on top of grown adults shoulders on a unicycle like (laughs) cycling around i'm just like what if they fell near a window he would just go out the window (laughs) (laughs) it happened to stefan it could happen to sam exactly has no any lessons since the farm. <laughs> Next thing, they're going to be cooking Sam in a Chinese restaurant and everyone will be eating him. Oh dear. Yeah, no. Mad. Anyway. 
madness. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cindy is in the office and has gone to the unisex and she's bumped into Mark at the sinks and they have one of those awkward like oh you're my ex and one of us has moved on conversations um and mark goes in head on and is like so you're getting married huh and cindy's like yeah trying to as soon as i shake off the stigma that goes with having a penis um and mark's like yeah but cindy's like no that was that was kind of a joke and there's like this slight awkward pause and then mark is like well tell me about the lucky guy and cindy's like well he has a lot to offer and he loves everything I have to offer with like a pointed look. And then Mark looks annoyed and is like, well, great. I'm sure the two of you will be very happy then. And then he's like, who are you kidding coming to this law firm, Cindy? Richard Fish is the best attorney you know. And Cindy's like, he won my last case. I wish she'd stop saying that because yeah. that's not a reason to hire him. But no. anyway, she's like, he won my last case. Do you think I'm here because of you? And Mark's like, I have no idea. But if you're marrying one man to make another one jealous. And Cindy's like, I'm marrying one man because I love him. And because the other man is a bigot. And Mark's like, why? Because he can't get past your being a guy. Which is a low blow. And then he's like, do you love him? And Cindy's like, I do. But Mark then says, I find the odds of that to be astronomical. That you found a man out there who could love you is a needle in the most enormous of haystacks. That it would turn out that you would also love him. And Cindy's like, well, maybe his willingness to love me is reason enough for me to love him. Things can work out that way. I don't know. You certainly don't. I'm oh. sorry, but where the hell does Mark get off ruining this poor woman's life? Like, first he breaks her heart telling her that he wants to date her after finding out she's trans, but then he can't cope with it. Like, sure, maybe I can forgive him with that because it's a big thing to come to terms with if you're not ready for it, yada, 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 even though people should just be people and everyone needs to calm down. But anyway, then he's jealous because she actually seems to be happy. So he has to fucking make her doubt that it's real. Like, what a fucking cunt, seriously. I know, I'm like... This is not becoming, Mark, like you being a bitter, like, trans. You really have been watching Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is not becoming. <laughs> <laughs> this is most uncouth. <laughs> this is most uncouth and unbecoming. Um, what the hell will Lady Whistledown have to say? <laughs> <laughs> I have other suitors to see. <laughs> 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 you had it is though <laughs> and also like he needs to like get I over really, it like, really, she's gone and you're with elaine now it's really fucking horrible to be like oh so god so you managed to find someone who that was just cruel you, like, saying that wow so that, cruel that, and, and that you love him back and then to be like i think it, uh, and this is the thing as well. This show has written it to be like, oh, well, Cindy is basically marrying the first person that will love her because he's the first person that will love her. Like, rather yeah. than she has actually fallen in love with This a is man. not how you write a happy no. ending for a trans no, character. No, it isn't. At all. It's really like, well, this... This is, yeah, like, this is the best uh, uh, person like this can hope for. Because, you know, uh, what, what more what more are they allowed to ask for? Like, it's just really, ugh, I hate it. I really, really yeah. hate it. I know. It's so bad. <sighs> so next we're at the bar 
And Elaine and John are like belly to belly, shimmying their shoulders like frantically. John more so, <laughs> more uncontrollably than Elaine. Um, and then Nell is on her own, like smiling and shimmying and flirting at the stage, being all like, or trying to be for Nell, loose and like <laughs> sexy and shimmying because Sam is doing a number at the bar he's singing and he's dancing and he's singing a song called boom boom which is originally by Cheyenne or Cheyenne I'm not sure how you pronounce it but the guy basically the guy who's playing Sam mm. who we spoke about when he came in last episode so he's doing like it's very meta like yes. he's singing a song that he like that song exists in the Ali universe but the guy that sings it doesn't because he's he's sam Sam adams i'm very confused so yeah so anyway he's doing a performance there's two sexy salsa backing dancers as well um so anel is like twirling and dancing and then she starts like whipping her hair back and forth with gay abandon on the dance floor (laughs) and i was like i kind of like loose nell like it's goofy and she's not sexy in the slightest but i enjoy that she's trying do you know Uh, what i mean like it's better than her being a bitch yeah no i just hate that it's all for this like you know personification of a red flag (laughs) he literally is wearing a red flag as well (laughs) like i just i wish she she a sexy satin red flag yeah i just wish she'd do this for someone deserving of um i know i know because she is quite adorable when she's like this yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah. very cute when she's like this but it's like you when she's whips her hair back and forth she whips (laughs) her hair back and forth (laughs) but she just needs to do it to for someone who is like worthy of it (laughs) i know so whilst all that's going on richard and ling are watching from a nearby table with mark and ling is asking if nell could be falling for sam he is a salsa dancer and richard's like well she fell for a murderer (laughs) (laughs) well at least he was a doctor and then richard is just staring at sam and he goes when i do my tom jones thing i kind of look like that don't i (laughs) and ling's like you know what richard exactly and i was like shawling you tell yourself that whatever keeps you to sleep at night that's fine um and then as sam keeps boom booming elaine shimmies up to him and they start like proper salsaing together like pros and nell there is a moment where nell stops sort of bopping up and down and just whips around and it's like looks annoyed but then eventually it the scene ends with her just sort of jumping right in front of him like going <laughs> whipping her hair like again <laughs> Yeah, 
But some are not at the bar. And one of those people is Ali, who is back at home, sat at her piano um, and is trying to think of a song to play to entertain Sam. And she asks if he knows Puff the Magic Dragon and she starts to play it. But Sam shouts at her to stop and he's like, don't sing that one. And Ali's like, why? And Sam's like, because it's sad. And Ali is like, Puff the Magic Dragon is sad. And then Sam starts playing and he's like, one great night it happened. Jackie Paper came no more. And Puff that mighty dragon, he ceased his fearless roar. And then he stops and like stares at Ali. And Ali's like, do you miss your dad? And he's like, yeah. And he asks Ali if he thinks his dad will ever come back. And Ali gives Sam a cuddle and is like, Sam, he just went out to get ice cream. And Sam's like, no, I mean home. And then Ali says, oh, I think you probably need to talk with him about that. And at this moment, Larry arrives back in the apartment with the ice cream. But Ali and Sam haven't noticed. And he, because he hears them talking, he just kind of lurks in the entryway where they can't see him. Um, And Sam says, oh, I can't talk to him about it because he doesn't like to talk about stuff like that. And Ali's like, why not? And Sam's like, I don't know, he just can't. And Ali's like, well, do you talk to him about your feelings? And Sam goes, well, he doesn't do stuff like that. He likes to pretend nothing's ever wrong. And Ali's like, oh, I don't know. But then Sam's like, remember when I told him how I cry? He's already found a way to forget that. That's what he does. And then Ali continues to hug Sam as we see Larry just looking crushed around the corner. I think Um, that I can't remember what part it was. But this kid, I found it so hard to understand. Like, he doesn't enunciate very well. There was a part. Use your <laughs> syllables. Yeah. Child. There was, there was a, a line. I think it's like the last thing he says. And I had to rewind it. I even got, like, I was like, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> and I had to, like, rewind it. What you it. talk about? Subtitles on. No, it, Put the it subtitles on. It doesn't have that function on my DVD. Oh, it went, that's it bad. Doesn't, what about deaf people? Yeah, no, it doesn't have that function for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah. So I was like, I cannot for the life of me make out what the fuck this kid is saying. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what he said. Okay, anyway. <laughs> thanks for clearing that up for me. <laughs> um. So then the next day in court. It's Inez's turn on the stand. And she says, well, we dance in the studio and get, I guess, a little worked up and the moves would evolve. And it's his male chauvinist arrogance that thinks that the moves evolved from him. I'm just as entitled to claim ownership as he is. And then she says, I stopped being his dance partner because it was too destructive. Sam Adams uses his personal relationships to generate creative spark. And when our relationship normalized or plateaued to an even keel, he felt creatively blocked. So he would break up to generate wants. That is where his inspiration comes from. And Nell is just looking personally offended and she objects, (laughs) but the judge is like overruled. And Inez keeps going, saying he likes it better if there's something forbidden about his partner, places he shouldn't run his hands or slide his legs. And then Nell tries again, saying, this is so far off the point, Your Honour. The issue here is, did he she steal his dance moves? And the judge is like, look, I'm struggling to understand what you mean about this, because I've got no idea what moves you're talking about. 
And then she asks if the moves have names. And Inez is like, no, we invented them. And then Sam butts in going, I invented them, you stole them. And then they start bickering in Spanish again and the judge intervenes and she's like trying to tell them that she's going to hold them both in contempt, but they can't hear her because they're bickering and they keep going until John (laughs) screams in Spanish again. (laughs) And it's quiet. And the judge goes, Mr. Cage, my Spanish is limited, but I believe you just asked for a cookie. And John apologises and the judge moves on and is like, look, I need to understand what the hell you're talking about. Do you think you two could just give a demonstration without biting each other's heads off? <laughs> I just love when John shouts in Spanish, know, apparently. That's my new thing. Funny, but also I think like, oh no, like, will you have some goddamn chill? Like, Jesus Christ, you are looking like such no, a... No, Eleanor, she's so far off the point. <laughs> she's so like... Um, she's so is well. She is a fool. Like Inez is absolutely right. Like she is acting like a complete. Inez saw her coming. Yeah, so did like, Sam. She's like acting like a teenager would. Like so, yeah. Um, chill with everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so unbreezy. It's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <sighs> Um, so at Cajun Fish, uh, Larry's come to see Ali to say, um, well, he's, he's really glum to start with. And then he says that he spoke to Sam's teacher and she said he's been getting into a lot of fights. And at this point I was like, surely you'd have been informed of this. Like I'm sure Jamie would have been. So did she just not let Larry know? Like uh, there's so many unanswered questions about Larry's father. (laughs) Yeah fatherhood fatherhood father father ring <laughs> skills yeah like i just find it really odd that he's like such a good man ostensibly from what we see with him and ali yet he just has left this kid in detroit and seemingly has no involvement in his life yet he really misses him and wants involvement and jamie also wants him to be involved. like mm. i find it very odd and i can't like understand not clicking something's not adding up here. no yeah but anyway, it was like also when Jamie came and she was like, oh, don't have your cell phone number or something. And it was like, why not? Like, you should be on the phone all the time. Yeah, well, no, wasn't it? Talking about... Wasn't it when um, he was like, oh, I've got her mobile number. And Ali was like, you've got her mobile number? And it was just like, well, yeah, because she's the mother of his child. Of course he's like, yeah, he yeah. her mobile it's... number. Like, why is that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just... Yeah, I wonder whether this speaks more to the kind of like what was expected from fathers if you're if you got divorced, like very, very fucking little was expected. I mean, I know they didn't get they weren't married, so they're not divorced, but I just think like I I, I do think I, just think, I do I, think I, in that time very little was expected of men to do if they broke from the mother of their child like yeah maybe but i feel like if he was such a good guy he he would wouldn't give a shit about what was expected <laughs> but i think you know it's I mean? like he's a good guy for the for the early 2000s like this is what passes as a mm. good guy i don't know i just have a very low bar sorry <laughs> a very high bar for what of yeah low tolerance of men who are shit dads yeah and i'm like don't try and 
pretend that you're a good like uh, we'll come on to this a bit later but I just think the the show's very generous towards Larry and what he's like as a father yes based on no evidence yeah do you know what I mean like he's ostensibly not had anything to do with Sam which is why Sam's acting out and I'm like well why yeah like just because you live in a different city doesn't mean that you can't be involved in his life yeah but I think like yeah the show is not interested in showing any of that um yeah which is like yeah it's like oh but why would we explore Ali's um boyfriend's um you know personal because it's Robert Downey Jr god damn it I want to know (laughs) but why why would we do that when we have so much homophobia to dive into with Richard like yeah it's true why do this when we can do this really shitty thing (laughs) yeah so anyway, Larry's like, well, he's struggling a little, I guess. And then, gee, I wonder why that could be um, like dripping in sarcasm. And Ali smiles and is like, well, he's an incredible kid. And Larry's like, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's, he's incredible. And he sits down and then Ali goes, with an amazing father. <laughs> this is what I mean. I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> like, um, and then Larry... Ho- hopelessly is like i don't know what to do ali he's obviously hurting at school and i just don't know and he like shrugs and ali looks at him and it's like larry you need to go to detroit be it a month be it a year you can't take him away from his mother and he needs his father now i may be saying something that's not occurring to you but i'm not telling you anything that you don't know you've got to go to detroit so Back in the courthouse, in Cindy's case, Richard and the opposing counsel are giving opening arguments to the judge. Poor, poor, long-suffering Judge Walsh. Oh, and I just have the to preface this seen. scene. <laughs> but I just have to preface this scene by saying, my God, there is so much like twisted in what Richard's oh, about my, to say. I know. Even, I was so even, confused like, given, by this argument. If, but even given like the homophobe is on my side, so can't we all be okay with it angle that Cindy was supposedly going for? Like in the noughties, mainstream culture had like a real loose grasp of queerness. Yeah. Right? Like, like they just didn't so, get it at all. Like, and this is like the dictionary definition of why. Like it's just like, if you look up what did the noughties get wrong about LGBTQ plus culture, like you just show them this well, scene. I feel like it's like, it's like what the they they have like like <laughs> like there are, <laughs> if you think about levels of understandings in terms of like uh levels of toys right i feel like they're playing with like the duplo blocks of like you know what I mean? they culture yeah they've not they're very much with the duplo like they're trying to put a square peg through a round hole, like all of that. Like, just... Yeah, they've not got onto like Lego <laughs> land, they're like not, Lego you know, models. What was like... it? You, was it Meccano you had? A yeah, good, in yeah. Meccano. Like, yeah. They're, they're way below that, that stage. Like... <laughs> it's just really weird to they're, see. I'm like, Christ. over Play And we're over here making gourmet cakes. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, I mean, let's just see as we go through what we're talking about here. So Richard is like, Your Honour, I read that constitution. I read the preamble, the postamble, the amendments. I read it all. And nothing, nothing, nothing says marriage has to be between a man and a woman. And I was like, Richard, you're arguing for marriage between a man and a woman, actually. Like, let's get that straight. Um, so... Then the opposing counsel, who is, pl- uh, just to say, I recognised his face straight away, but I couldn't think where. And then I looked him up. He's played by Mark Moses, who I was that name. Paul Young. Paul Young in Desperate Housewives, uh, aka husband of Mary Alice, who we saw uh, last episode. Yeah. And he played Duck Phillips in uh, Mad Men. Yes, I don't know if you watch yes, Mad Men. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. So I was like, ah, of course. But yeah, so he cuts over and it's like, Congress passed the Defence of Marriage Act. Maybe Mr. Fish missed that while so immersed in the Constitution. And Richard goes, oh yes, Congress. Well, I didn't think the court should question Congress. I didn't know Congress was against it. <laughs> By the way, Congress once said blacks couldn't marry whites. Love that Congress. <laughs> and opposing counsel's like, can I finish? But Richard like barrels on saying, sex offenders can marry, murderers, cannibals can take the vows, but whoa, whoa, two gay people. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Richard, oh my God. no, not two gay people, <laughs> one trans person and one heterosexual. And, and also just side note, we're equating gayness with killers and Hannibal I mean, Lecter now and I sex mean. offenders. Like that's <laughs> so dangerous. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. So yeah, Richard goes, there goes sanctity. Look, Your Honour, I read the Book of Virtues. I get it. And I'll stand up and defend everyone, every person's right to be an indefensible bigot. I'm one. And I was like, you don't say. <laughs> he goes, but let's at least be honest. This is bigotry, blatant. It's a government trying to impose its own sense of morality. And this is exactly what happens when you have politicians who start conforming their views to what the people think. Because let's face it, for the people in this country, too many rednecked, inbred idiots. Where else do people take high-powered rifles with sophisticated scopes, blow the head off a deer and go, sport? And the judge is like, Mr. Fish in a warning tone. And the opposing counsel was like, Your Honour, he's going to keep talking until you declare him a winner. I've seen this. Don't fall for it. And I'm like, you think Judge Walsh has seen this? Like, he's well aware. (laughs) And then Richard starts pointing at at the opposing counsel going, move for costs, Your Honour. And the judge is like, I've heard enough. But at that moment, Mark pops up from the gallery in the courtroom and he asked Judge Walsh if he could have a second. And I was like, this is highly irregular Judge Walsh I don't think you should stand don't allow it, it. <laughs> well anyway for some reason Walsh does and Mark approaches the bench saying I'm Mark Albert a lawyer in Mr Fish's firm and whether or not you support same-sex marriages or not the point is being missed here and I was like yes Mark exactly he says sitting next to Mr Cattleman is a woman I don't care what her birth certificate reads and the opposing counsel was like, oh, I suppose if she wanted to enter the Olympics as a woman. And Mark is like, she's not looking to throw a javelin. She just wants to get married. Your Honour, I've dated Cindy McAuliffe and she is one of the finest women I have ever had the pleasure of knowing. It's the 21st century. We should be beyond judging people by the colour of their skin, their X or Y chromosomes or their anatomical why can't we just look at the person simply judge the person cindy mcauliffe is a beautiful woman who wants to get married the only appropriate thing for this court or any other court to do is congratulate the groom and i was like finally someone's <laughs> speaking some goddamn fucking sense it's taken so 
long. I just, uh, uh, I find it like, yes, he, he, uh, I've just really fucked off with Mark. Like, I can't, like, you can't. Oh, I know. Like, uh, the the whole kind of. That doesn't forgive no, everything else. No, no. And I think that's what this show I was just so to... pleased for someone to be like, she's a woman. Yeah. Like, it was just we, such a relief. Like, gay marriage has absolutely nothing to do with this. Like. Um, yeah. Like, I, I just, um, what I, I just really hate, <laughs> I'm really struggling to put this into words. I just hate that we have this kind of pendulum swing from Mark, from one yeah. extreme to another. And I'm just like, this feels like abusive. Like, this is abusive behavior yeah. Yeah. to be like, it's, shocking to me you've man you've managed to find someone who will love you like cindy and then be or like, any trans person is not your punching bag no, to like he will fucking punch her in the fucking face and yeah. knock her down and then just be like oh but isn't she a wonderful beautiful woman and it's like it's so fucking like this is not okay. I don't like this does not redeem you at all. Like I just no. I mm, I really hate it. I really hate it. No. I I it was a, such a relief to me to have cuz no one on that show really has said like the words that he was saying is exactly what we've been saying all along is like that is like trans women are women yeah like that's end of like we shouldn't have to why is this a thing do you Mm. know what i mean and i know it was the early noughties and it was like people were like hysteria over it but like it shouldn't be and it was and it was just it was a moment of relief to have a point of view that's so close to what it should be expressed on the show but yeah the fact that it came from mark is like he's not redeemed himself like at all because you it. cannot go this is like yeah. the pattern that keeps happening every episode where we have mark interacting with cindy is one minute he'll be horrendous to her and then he'll say all the right things and, and well, because uh, and he it's feels like... personally insulted by the fact that she's trans yeah like he feels like it's an insult to him and th- that's the reason why, like deep down, I mean, like yeah, that's, no, that's why he's butthurt. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Well, I think it's, I think it's that he, he, yeah, he, he desires what he knows the world has taught him to be disgusted by. Like, yeah. And, and he, and but he, he blames her for that. Yeah. And he can't, he can't make, he can't break that down and be like, but you really like her, so maybe society is wrong for you. Thinking, no, you know exactly. What I mean? Like uh, he, but, he but, can't, and he blames her for yeah, that and keeps taking it on out her, on her, like, which is yeah. absolutely disgusting. Uh, yeah, uh, it's abusive, and I'm just like, yeah. I don't like the fact that you will like you don't get to be the knight in shining armor here, mate. Like, no, yeah, exactly. Off. You should be like yeah. this all the time if that's the way you feel, but you're not. really feel yeah you are yeah you have not worked this out yet and you have not made your peace with it yet and like 
uh, and you keep, like you say, using her as the punching bag for your frustrations and your yeah. your contradictories, your inner contradictories. And uh, yeah, you're just like, no, I'm not. You need to leave her alone. Yeah, and let just her go. let her go and leave her alone. Like, I just. Yeah. Yeah. So over with Larry and Ali, Larry's still digesting what Ali's just told him to do. Um, and he says it's not like he doesn't agree in theory, but but he doesn't think that he can just uproot everything, like his life and his work are here. And Ali just goes, we could t- keep talking about it, Larry, but that presumes that you have choices and you don't. Your son is in Detroit and he needs you. Now, you once said to me that until you have a child, you have no idea the capacity you have to love somebody you're a lot of things you're more than anybody I've ever met but what you are the most is a dad and I was like sorry I just really feel that this is a very generous read of Larry (laughs) given the evidence that we've seen well it feels like Like, we still aren't clear as I've said we still are not clear why he hardly sees Sam or hears about his welfare so I just feel like I he's adopted I, the persona of dad when it suits him. Do you know what no, I mean? I think he, it makes him he, look like a good guy. No, I think it's more the show can't be fucking bothered to show him as a as a good dad. Like it's just like, but it's annoying me because need it's to believe us when we tell you he's a good dad. Just believe us. We can't be fucking yeah. Bothered. It's like Ice Queen with yeah, Nell. We can't yeah, be fucking exactly. Bothered to actually show you, um, and you know, we we're not actually interested in Larry's life outside of, you know, what he does for Ali, um, which is, yeah. you know, like the the curse of a lot of love interests is that they're only interesting to the show or the film that they're in in regards to, you know, what they do for the main character. Like, yeah. so it, I, I think it's all very just, the show doesn't think that part of his character But it's annoying for me because I love Larry Mm. as a character. I think he's amazing for Ali. I think they're so good together and have such great chemistry. And it's annoying me that this aspect of his character is so underexplored because it's niggling at me because I you know when someone's a father that me- should mean something yeah. and they're not demonstrating that it means anything to Larry other than them Ali occasionally being like oh but you, you you're a dad you're a good dad and it's like <laughs> show me that he's yeah, a good dad because I ain't seen shit yeah. do you know what I mean <laughs> no I agree. and you can't just blame it on Jamie being a psycho no. because you'd still be a good dad regardless of that yes. you know you'd have wanted joint custody if you thought his mum was a real psycho do you know what yeah, i mean like absolutely you'd it's be like concerned about his safety and his emotional well-being if you really thought his mum was an absolute psycho like yeah and i just it's it's like it's because i care about larry as a character and i'm rooting for him that this annoys me so much because well, i'm I like just find it, it's ruining uh, the character uh, uh, yeah, for me yeah no i get it i get it i get your frustration and I, I i'm frustrated because i'm like yeah i have similar feelings and also at the same time i'm like this is this is what's so like fucking annoying is that it's like you've decided as a show you've decided to um prioritize like uh, like these 
awful homophobic and transphobic storyline mm. over developing Larry as a character because I think maybe it maybe it's a uh, um, I don't know, maybe there was something in, you know, RDJ's contract that he only had to work so much, like, on the show. Or maybe it was a case of, like, he wasn't that reliable at that time. We all know that he ended Probably up... Probably that. You know, we all know yeah. he did end up, like... Um, well, I actually googled why did because i mean spoiler alert this is coming up at the end of this episode but i actually googled like why did he leave like mid-season of season four but all you get is why he left at the end when you google that right um, which doesn't answer the question because no. i was like why does he have to go like why did they even need to have a yeah, son character yeah. like this, well, this I is wonder, annoying i, I yeah. wonder whether it is like a case of he just wasn't reliable enough to build like um a more significant you know like character stuff around him yeah like but yeah I do find it frustrating that in in place of like what would have been you know good character building stuff to have that you could have made funny like you don't have yeah. to like well this is why uh, I'm and like, I feel like they, they went think that was too the, heavy yeah, well I wonder whether they I, went I was with, like do they think sorry go on <laughs> I was gonna say, do you think they thought that the kid stuff was too heavy? So they were like, oh, let's just throw in some homophobia and transphobia for comic relief. Yeah, this it's is like, it. No. I think this is it. I think they thought that stuff was like genuinely like, oh, it's like comedy gold, this. Like, so much, like, <laughs> so much material here we could we could work with like a, a gold mine of comedy all this like homophobia and transphobia it's like wonderful <laughs> and it's just like yeah no. tap that vein jesus no like, you close that vein oh, remove it awful. it's a varicose vein that needs to be removed <laughs> it's awful oh man yeah yeah so yeah, so so Ali's like, what you are most is a dad. Um, and Larry's like, well, will you come with me? And Ali says, in a second, but this is something you have to do alone. I mean, at least initially, it's not about him assimilating into your new life. This is just about him needing you in his. And Larry looks really cut up and says that he'll come back. And Ali's like, I know you will, baby. And then they lean their foreheads together. And Larry's like, oh, you'll come to Detroit? And Ali's like, yeah, oh, oh, I'll come to Detroit. And tears start to like form in her eyes. And Larry's like, hey, this isn't how you go about dumping guys, is it? Get their needy kids to visit and pack them both <laughs> on a plane. It's like, that's not what's happening here, is it? And Ali's like, hey, Mr. Larry, I love you. And they have a kiss and they have a big hug and she snuggles into his shoulder. And I'm like, oh, guys. This is the other thing that's annoying me is that they're so good. Like with what little depth larry has to work uh, robert down jr has to work with he fucking sells it yeah, like both of no, them do. do like they're so good and together. i really love that you know because i think this is really like emotionally mature of ali to be like yeah completely you know, which is really you know i i just he's the one love interest that we've really seen bring out the best in ali and i just, oh for sure i just it's just really yeah it it's sad it's heart-wrenching yeah, it's... it's really sad although i have to say i'm like 
if Larry was such a fucking good dad, he'd be saying to Ali, I'm so sorry, this is tearing me apart, but I have to go to Detroit. He wouldn't be sat there going, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> My kid needs me. What the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> he wouldn't take Ali being like, you know, when Ali is the one telling you how to look after your child, <laughs> things have gone very wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so back in Sam and Inez's courtroom, things have suddenly got very steamy because there's a fucking salsa band playing like live in the jury pen. Yeah. Like they couldn't use a stereo, like so extra. <laughs> I couldn't get a booth box, like I don't. <laughs> yeah, because they're demonstrating their dance moves for the judge, and there's basically just a lot of thrusting and stroking and like. It's all I very mean, hot, like the, flame emoji, hot, horror, like so hot. The horror on <laughs> Nell's face as this I was going to say, it's so hot, but Nell <laughs> is very unhappy indeed. But I have to say, as someone who has watched Strictly since 2004, it's not fucking original in the slightest. Like all of those moves are things like, I've seen before. I was like, seriously, what move here is original though? Like... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking Someone can point with that my magnifying glass, <laughs> trying to find, like... <laughs> yeah, like the magnifying glass emoji. Yeah, like, I'm like, ooh, I'm looking. <laughs> I cannot see it. It's not fair, I don't think. No. So, back in Mark's office, <laughs> Cindy's come to see him and um, ask why he did that. And Mark's like... Because I am an officer of the court, which is a really weird way of saying I work as a lawyer. (laughs) Because I am an officer of the court and you are an extraordinary woman, Cindy. And Cindy's like, do you want me to win the case? And Mark's like, yeah, but only if you truly want to marry him. And Cindy's like, I do love him, Mark. And Mark says, well, that's all that matters then. No court can take that away. And then Cindy says, thank you. And then she sort of leaves, but she sort of looks like sad wistfully sad i put <laughs> like she's like oh, what might have been and i'm like no, no Cindy, you deserve better with the, don't do this to yourself the, the, yeah like he's not he's not it he really isn't <laughs> he's so far away from it yeah. <laughs> um so we go back to the courtroom because judge walsh has made his decision and he says it's a very sad day in my life in this court when i find myself agreeing with mr fish <laughs> but today i do the law against same-sex marriages i was like again for clarity not a same-sex marriage i will never stop saying this um and he says well it may may not be as stupid as blowing the head off a deer and calling it sport but it comes damn close however just because i don't like a law it's not up to me to substitute my judgment for legislative intent and i was like it literally is is, though it is though we discussed this at the beginning of this episode. They say that judges can, can like decide on yeah. legislative oh, intent. Jesus like, I was like, it, well, we what have these judges who judges? are like, well, I. <laughs> we had that judge who was like, I don't have very good judgment. <laughs> like, well, that's great. He's like, look, now I can't claim Judge Walsh be being like, it's not my, my job judgment. to use my judgment. <laughs> not my job to use my judgment says judge walsh who's <laughs> in the name mate i don't know what 
in your basement. Oh my god. <sighs> so Super. yeah, for that fucking sh- bullshit reason, yeah. he says petitioner's motion is denied. Court is adjourned. I was like, "Fuck's sake, shown here <laughs> so far because the judge decided that judging was not in the job description." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like, look, it's anyway. not for me to judge, okay? It's just not for me to judge. <laughs> My name is Judge Walsh, but I will not be judging. <laughs> I'm very non judgmental. <laughs> so, so weird. Anyway, so. Ling turns to Cindy and is like, sorry for losing. And Cindy's like, oh, it's okay. Thanks for trying. And Richard's like, my winning streak stopped at one. Bugger. (laughs) And then he he sort of thinks and then he turns to Cindy and her fiancé and is like, I've always thought myself captain of my own ship and then cindy's like i feel something really homophobic coming and which is like no no my firm is sort of my ship and though it's not technically legal why don't you let me marry you two maybe the court has spoken but why give it the last word and i was like christ on a fucking bike no cindy you no, can do better than no. this why no no i cannot Again, I think this is all driven off. by I think this is all driven by David E. Kelly's like desire for another big like set piece scene. Like, yeah, no, no, not into it. No. Anyway, Larry is at his office packing up his stuff and Ali comes by to see him and she walks in and she's surprised that he's packing up like literally everything. And he says, oh, yeah, I'm going to put it in storage because it's silly to pay rent. Um, and then he goes, oh, but I saved this. And he picks out his like rudolph nose that flashed like blue and red and he puts it on ali and it's blue and he switches it on and he's like oh that's blue and ali smiles and takes it off and it's like tell me about it and then she goes oh so where is the little home wrecker and larry goes oh he's back at yours with renee like packing his stuff our flight is at nine and ali's like oh so does that mean we can have an early dinner um but then larry says well i have a problem with goodbyes um and ali's like oh okay looking a bit crushed and confused and Larry's like you know that dream you have where I left a note like that'd be exactly what I'd do and Ali's like oh okay so so when I drop you off at the airport I just I just won't watch you get out of the car and Larry's like no I got a town car to go to the airport and Ali's like Larry um and he's like no I just can't handle goodbyes okay so just bear with me on this just know that I love you and that I'll be back and Ali says, okay, but she's obviously really sad. Um, and I was like, I'll, I'll just swing on by on the way, just like real quick. Um, and I won't say goodbye, but I'll just... And then Ali goes, leave a note. And he's like, yeah, if I so much as look at you, I'll never get on the plane. And they're both really teary-eyed. And Larry like tries to change the mood. And it's like, hey, help me pack, would you? And Ali's like, oh, sure, sure. And they like turn away from each other. And we get this like packing montage as Vonda starts singing For Once in My Life by Stevie Wonder. And it's all really sad because you see Ali like crying over the flashing nose with her back to Larry so that he can't see. And it's like, oh, you guys. Poor emotionally dysfunctional guys. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like the whole, uh, 
oh, I can't do goodbyes type thing. Like, I really, it's used quite a lot sometimes. Like, yeah, well, it used yeah. to be used I feel like quite it's only some, something that you see only on TV. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never like, had that happen in real life. I can't, I can't do, um, I can't do goodbyes. It's just like, Imagine if you come to visit someone and you're like, yeah, I know. Imagine if you come to visit someone and then you were like, I've got to go on the airplane. Um, Can you take me to the airport? And they're like, no. Can't do goodbyes. Yeah. Just be a fucking adult. Just put your big boy pants on and say goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, just wave. (sighs) I know. So back at Cajun Fish, Sam has come to Nell's office and he's telling her that he and Inez have decided to be partners again. And Nell is not (laughs) amused. (laughs) And Sam's like, well, it makes more sense. It's our best chance to win the competition. Otherwise, we just cancel each other out. And Nell's like, but what happens if we win the injunction? And Sam's like, oh, that's okay. She's still the best partner. I realized that when I danced with her in court. And Nell sarcastically is like, yeah, and what else did you realise? And Sam's like, Nell, we were just dancing. We just maximise our chances this way. How about we meet after for a little celebration dinner? But Nell is done with this Latino (laughs) joker. And she's like, I don't think it is. (laughs) It's like, I don't think it's great for us to see each other personally either. And Sam's like, but for why? (laughs) (laughs) And Nell's like... Well, you're a great guy and a fabulous dancer. And then Sam gets closer and he's like, look, I know you and I aren't meant to be long term, but short term, there's so much wonderful sex to be had. And then he starts (laughs) kissing like the side of her face (laughs) as Nell like tries to resist saying, I'm going to notify the court that we're going to dismiss the lawsuit. (laughs) But then Sam just keeps kissing her and Nell like gives in and grabs him for a big old snog. But then as Sam like starts to take his jacket off, Nell pushes him away as his like salsa sex in the city theme music like <laughs> scratches off and he says goodbye and he walks out and now goes like in sexual frustration i would have loved it if she'd like shoved him and been like no i need to notify the court <laughs> no i'm so busy right now <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, no. So long. <laughs> so, so next, for some godforsaken reason, Cindy has decided to not only take Richard up on his offer, but for some reason, some reason, <laughs> do it right now. Yeah, I like know. what? <laughs> Makes no sense. Like there's there's flowers. She's in her dress. But, like, none of her friends and family are there. Like, Ling and Elaine are carrying trans flowers, people, like, they're her bridesmaids. don't have friends or family. They're completely alone in the world. They're very lucky if, if anyone <laughs> loves them. <laughs> like, this is, I don't this is the get message. it. Like, Mark, Mark has a buttonhole. Like, John and Melanie are also there, like, along with, like, oh, random no. Cajun fish staffers just, like, watching. Like, what is going on? Could they not have waited until they sent out invites like what 
But anyway, Richard is acting as the officiant and he says, um, by the powers of me, Richard Fish, rich attorney with my own firm, in the presence of God, our friends and everybody who counts. And I'm like, none of their friends are there. (laughs) Um, He says, I pronounce you husband and wife. You may uh, kiss the bride. And then Cindy and her fiance kiss. And then I don't know if you noticed this, but there was this like weird awkward moment like slight pause where people are just like awkwardly laughing as they kiss until Richard leads everyone in this like show of applause and I'm like what is wrong with this show seriously can they not just have a nice moment for a trans woman like no 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 it's forever so slight but it was it was enough to make me feel uncomfortable like I was like why is everyone awkward about this? Like, it's just a kiss. Fuck yeah, off. no. <clears throat> but anyway, Cindy then thanks Richard for everything. And I was like, for what? Yeah. <laughs> Richard's like, well, do I get to kiss the bride? And Cindy's like, would you like to? And Richard says, I would, but no tongue. And Cindy's like, well, no chance. And then she grabs him for a kiss. And I guess this is the one bit of progress that we have in that Richard does not seem like at all disgusted by the fact that he's just kissed a trans woman so well done Richard I don't I don't know I'm like I again I mm, I don't like it like I I don't think this. no I don't like it but I think it could have been played very differently and it wasn't so I'm glad for small mercies later we'll we'll come back to this moment I think yeah okay yeah well then john and melanie who i've said are like guests at this fiasco um john's like oh i'm still waiting for my hello kiss and then she like fully dips him to give him like a massive smoocheroo and everyone turns to look at them except for elaine who's like dismayed and she's like says to mark is melanie a bigger slut than me and mark's like (laughs) no and then richard's (laughs) like okay wedding's over let's have a reception yeah (laughs) just very odd it's all very weird it's a weird weird decision very Um, weird but where better to have a wedding reception eleanor i can't think of one than the bar um vonda has decided to kick things off with tell him which is a bloody classic with extended harmonica intro if you notice (laughs) it was brilliant um and Ali is um, at a table commiserating with Renee and Mark and Nell about Larry going. And Renee's like, I haven't seen Renee for a while. Mm. Renee says, so he can't say goodbye? What's up with that? And Ali's like, he writes notes. He's a dream come true, right to the bitter end. <laughs> and Renee's like, he'll be back. You know he will. And then Ali realizes that Vonda's singing her theme song. And she's like, is she singing it to me? And then Nell, who's been sucking on a lime, is like, well, she's not singing it to me. And she like downs another shot. And Mark goes, or me, and joins her. And then Ali's like, well, maybe Larry requested it. Maybe this is his note. I hope. But then Elaine appears to let Ali know that Larry and Sam are outside in the car. And Nell like laughs hollowly. And it's like, huh, great. He's leaving you skid marks. There's a note for you. And downs like another shot with Mark as Elaine and Ali and Renee just look at them like really sternly. Like, they're like, how could you? (laughs) So then Ali ducks outside to see Larry and she finds him outside the car and she says to him, 
well, I, th- I thought you were afraid to make eye contact. And Larry's like, well, Sam evidently is good at goodbyes, at which point Sam says goodbye from the back seat and says, oh, I had a wonderful time. And Ali's like, I did too. And you have to come and visit me. And Sam's like, I will. Now I'll put the window up so you and dad can smooch, <laughs> which was cute. Um, and then Larry's like, you still hear music in your head, right? Just keep hearing that song I wrote you. And uh, don't forget, and he's got like tears in his eyes and Ali says sadly okay and you don't forget and they hug tightly and they choke up back their tears and they've got all scratched up faces and then Larry gets in the car and it drives away and Ali like watches it go and as she watches chances are which is the song that Larry quote unquote wrote but is also (laughs) on the soundtrack to a Sandra Bullock film um that starts to play um I actually have more news on this song um I think it's like a weird like (laughs) I I think it's like a weird inside joke because Robert Downey Jr was in a film called chances are in the 80s and this song isn't to do with that film at all it's just coincidence that it's got the same name but I think when they were thinking of a song that Larry could have written uh, Ali I think they were like oh this is funny because you were in that movie called Chances Are and this song's called Chances Are <laughs> was it a let's big use that. film or was it I mean no it wasn't I don't think it was a big film but no one I, I just I just happened to find out and was like oh I think that might be an inside maybe joke that's but yeah what it is yeah okay. or just a massive coincidence but yeah, yeah maybe I don't know who knows so anyway Larry's singing um that song as Ali starts to walk home like sing it in her head I mean mm-hmm. um and then we get like a montage of Larry's greatest hits which for someone who's only been in the show for half a season he seems to have accrued quite a number of them because there's the time he told her he was a lawyer in the Aww. unisex and him smiling at the bar when Ali first met him um, in the office and she was shocked that Tracy was no longer there yes. um, and then there's him in his like Burberry checked like suit jacket and then him singing at the bar him in his like Christmas decorated office and then in a heap on the floor of her office with Sam earlier <laughs> and then with his flashing red Rudolph nose and at the piano with Ali like choosing a Christmas song at the bar and then when they carried that time they carried home a Christmas tree and then they were slow dancing in her office and it's all just running through her mind and it's all very emotional and I was getting very (laughs) teary-eyed and then she gets to her stoop and she finds that there at the bottom of the stairs is a snowman dressed like Larry it's got like the check jacket and the red scarf and the glasses Glasses. and it's got a little it's got a little post-it note and it's just from Larry saying I'll be back with a cartoon face of him and Ali like picks it off and sits on the stoop and she smiles to herself like sadly and I'm not ashamed to say that I was crying at the end of the book because it was so cute I know it's very sad and sweet and just like yeah no sad times for Ali so I just wish they didn't have that whole Sydney like leave Cindy alone for fuck's oh sake because the rest of the episode was like, absolutely fine this is not the <laughs> this is not the comedy well you think it is <laughs> no it really isn't oh god so yeah I guess Larry is is out for a few episodes at least yeah if yes. we are to take his his note as gospel and that he very much will be back will be back yeah yeah uh, poor Ali 
And yeah, and given that we know that Ali and Larry as a coupling were such a success for the show, I can't imagine that Robert Downey Jr. being out of it for a few episodes was the show's uh, decision. I think they they had to do it for some other reason. So I don't think they would have let him go. Yeah, I've got a feeling it must have been something going on in his His behaviour life like that was affecting like yeah, I don't know. Oh, RDJ. Oh, no. could never forgive you. Oh. But yeah. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. So I don't really know who to give this to. Um, I think... Not Riley, no. Can I, can I give it to three entities? No, you fucking can't. <laughs> Okay. As guilty, and he's going to be like representative of his, okay. of his character, and I think they do a similar thing with Richard. And uh, I'm just the whole show is like fucking guilty of this. Yeah, like this really. You will have Mark and Richard be like horrendous and say horrendous things to Cindy and then have them turn around and then be like super nice to her or or fight on her behalf like and it it's just really like gaslighty like it feels mm-hmm. really like abusive behavior it feels really um and I and I don't think the show realizes it I think the show thinks it's redeeming these characters every time. Mm. But it's mm. like, but this is a pattern that keeps happening over mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. and over again. You don't stop doing this with these two men and this poor fucking woman. And you, you just, like, I don't think you see how fucking terrible that is and how, like, it, it, like, it's like, like the whole thing with Richard, um, being like such a bigot and so like saying some really hateful things about and to Cindy so Mm -hmm, many times mm -hmm. like this season and then turn around and be like yeah I would like to kiss the bride like is so like oh like I feel like there's some weird fetishizing that he's doing with her that's really yeah 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 like, i didn't creepy, think about that but yeah you're right and uncomfortable yeah. and like i mean when you think about the first time he met cindy and she revealed that she was trans he was like fucking fascinated and disgusted at the mm. same time mm, mm, and mm, and mm. it's just this weird like, i forgot about that yeah, yeah i just think like there's this real i feel like the message the show is actually sending is that it's like it's okay it's okay if you are fucking disgusted by trans people or gay people like it's fine to be disgusted but it doesn't mean we can't like let it's them... normal even yeah it's normal to be disgusted but you know 
you know what, what what's the harm in letting people do what they want to do like in the privacy of their own home kind of feels like the message I know, is I like know. oh structurally, and it's like, that's not structurally the thing. and legally we should be fighting for their rights but you know all the while it's absolutely fine to be fucking disgusted by them to all. maintain disgust yeah, yeah exactly uh, like, just keep like, it to yourself though not to hurt their feelings but it's okay like yeah, it's normal like, it's don't feel bad to about be it disgusted. yeah um but you know if we're really living in a civilized society then things should be fair but you know but on the basis that it is disgusting though like we all agree it is yeah. disgusting but i know that's uh, what i don't like this like st- it's like this stealth like normalization of transphobia that it's like dressed up as though you're being an ally like no yeah that's no, it. no 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 like, no 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 and it's this like i say this like radical pendulum swing from like being horrendous to her saying really horrible things um uh, that i'm just like uh, and then and then swinging wildly to the opposite end of the spectrum and and Mm -hmm. i'm just like that's that's the behavior of someone who's abusive like that is yeah that is abuser behavior and i'm just when it's uh, a pattern 100 percent. yeah exactly because if it was just that one time then it you could write it off as an anomaly and and but it happens every time she's in an episode and i think the show thinks it's redeeming these you know homophobic and transphobic characters i think it thinks it's redeeming them every time they stand up and do the good thing the right thing says the right yeah, words yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like no because you'll just repeat this pattern again every time you and bring her back good. Like, you're not learning anything no yeah. you're not and it's it's really it's reprehensible it's really yeah so that's Agreed. why i'm gonna give the guilty to mark as a kind of like your representative of yeah your character you're taking the hit character, for everyone and yeah. just the okay. show generally yeah yeah okay so my verdict of the week is I am giving a not guilty to the snowman because you do not shoot the messenger. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's just a joke. That's not real. Um, my actual verdict is not guilty to Ali because I think we m- referred to it earlier, but it does take a lot to send away the person that you're in love with for the greater good. And she was so like unselfish in doing so she and made given, it as easy as she could for larry didn't she yeah and given and yeah given that a i'm not 100 sure he deserves it being easy but b <laughs> um the the fact that we know where she's come from in that she can be the most selfish person in the <laughs> yeah. entire world i yeah. was just really like well done ali i know really grown. emotional personal growth well done <laughs> So yeah, that was my verdict. Um, so yeah, that was it. Um, cool. How do you feel about this episode? We would love to know any of your kind of opinions or takes on the transphobia and how the show is handling it, um, whether you agree with us. Um, if you don't agree with us, maybe we're not the right show for you. To be <laughs> <laughs> we're not really here for pro-transphobia, soz. Uh, but yeah, but, um, you know, uh, we're happy to hear um, people's thoughts and feelings about anything to do with the show. 
generally i don't think we have many listeners who don't agree with us so we're quite lucky in that regard yeah um so yeah you can get hold of us tell us what you think on any of our theories about the show on uh bygones no what am i saying yeah, <laughs> where are we i don't know <laughs> twitter of bygones podcast instagram at bygones pod facebook at bygones podcast and uh, you can email us at bygones podcast at gmail.com so until next time bygones, bygones. Chances are I'll see somewhere